You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 11, Secrets of Self-Promotion for Consultants and New Leaders. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Well, thank you for tuning in again. So today's episode is all about secrets of self-promotion for consultants and new leaders. But before we get started with the content of this episode, I want to let you know that we have reached 10 episodes of The Leadership Pod. I've published 10 episodes so far, and a lot of people stop before they even get to 10 episodes. So that's a pretty amazing achievement in it of itself. And we have reached over 400 downloads. I just checked the uh, downloads this morning. Uh, and we have reached 400 downloads in total. So that is amazing. I want to say thank you to you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening each week. If you listen each week and thank you for subscribing and downloading the episodes. I am very happy that this podcast is helping so many emerging leaders out there. And I've received a lot of positive messages and positive reviews about this podcast. So uh, I'm very, very happy that it's having so much impact on people and on you out there. Now, I have to let you know some other news, something I have been working on in the background uh, alongside this podcast. I have started a YouTube channel. Now, the idea of this YouTube channel is to bring you the advice that I give you in this podcast, but to bring it to you in video format. So as you know, this podcast runs for about 20 to 30 minutes. So each episode is 20 to 30 minutes long. The YouTube videos will be shorter. They'll probably run from about seven minutes to 10 minutes long. So the content that I put in the YouTube videos is not as in-depth as what I go into in these podcast episodes but it is more of a summary and it's in video format if you prefer to learn in video format. Uh, So I release episodes on the YouTube channel every Tuesday. Uh, Just like I release the episodes here on the podcast, it's kind of uh, in line with each other. But the the topics of the episodes for the YouTube channel, they will be a few weeks behind the podcast episode. So I want to make the podcast the actual main focus for your learning here. Uh, And uh, if you want to check out the YouTube channel, if you are interested in learning by video, then head over to YouTube, type in my name, Kara Ronan. You will find my channel, subscribe to it, uh, make sure you hit the notification bell as well on YouTube so you get notified every time I release a new video. And yeah, watch some of the videos that I already have out there now. I have a number of videos uh, that have been quite popular with people, so check them out and tell me what you think. So let's get back to this episode. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the secrets of self-promotion for consultants and new leaders. Now, this idea came to me via a exchange I had with somebody on LinkedIn, a message exchange. And this person was starting a consultancy. He was new to consulting and uh, he responded to one of the posts I put out there on LinkedIn about self-promotion. Actually, a lot of people responded to that particular post about self-promotion, about how people find it difficult to be 
self-promotional. And uh, he, he expanded on this a little bit more for me in personal messages. So I decided to create a full podcast episode dedicated to self-promotion for consultants and new leaders. And that is what this episode is going to be all about. Now, I am not one to naturally be self-promotional. It is definitely not in my nature. And I used to have a lot of trouble with being self-promotional. You probably can relate to this. I felt like I was boasting, like I was showing off. Uh, In Australia, we talk about the tall poppy syndrome. I think in other countries, people are familiar with this concept as well. Uh, but it's basically about, you know, you have the tallest poppy. Every poppy has to be in line at the same height. And if you have one that is growing higher or standing out more than the others, uh, you're meant to chop it down. So it doesn't stand out anymore and is at the same level as everyone else. So that's basically the concept of the tall poppy syndrome. Other cultures and other countries have similar concepts. I remember when I was living in Japan, they talked about um, the tallest nail gets hit first, which is along the same lines of the tall poppy syndrome. But it's basically about people who are standing out above the rest tend to get pushed down by other people through peer pressure, through uh, just general social pressure to not talk about their achievements. And this causes a lot of people to feel like they should not be self-promotional. But the thing is, when I started my business, I learned very quickly that if I wasn't going to be self-promotional, nobody would know what I did, let alone that I even existed. So for entrepreneurs, for consultants, for business owners, it is incredibly important to be self-promotional and you have to get used to talking about what you do, your results, and the value that you bring to other people. Now, it's not only important for business people, it is also important for people who are working in the corporate world, for employees who are working for a company. And if you remember in episode one and in episode two, I talked about how keeping your head down and doing a good job at work is not enough to get you noticed and promoted. And this is where self-promotion comes into it. You have to promote yourself. You have to talk about your accomplishments because if you don't, others will and they will get noticed instead of you. I've already said that in one of the other previous podcast episodes, most likely episode one or episode two. So I want you to remember that if you are not self-promotional, others will be and they will get noticed instead of you. So for both entrepreneurs, for consultants, for employees of companies, self-promotion is a hurdle that you need to climb over if you want to succeed in your career or in your business. And a lot of people think that it's mostly women who have a problem with this, but I can tell you that it isn't. Yes, a lot of women do have issues with this, but there's also a lot of men who have difficulties being self-promotional. And I don't want to make this episode only for women and everything I do is not just for women. It's for both men and women, because I know there are a lot of men out there who need help to build their leadership skill, to build their soft skill, and also to build their ability to be self-promotional as well when they need to. So I first, uh, when I started first working with emerging leaders, like I said, I thought it would be most women who had this problem, but I discovered that there were many men out there and a lot of people who come from technical backgrounds have uh, difficulties being self-promotional. So people from IT, from engineering, who have spent a lot of years 
uh, building up their skill, building up their technical skill and doing a great job at that. But then all of a sudden they're put into a situation where they need a promotion or they need to find a client and they have to suddenly talk about their value and the results that they bring. So there are many people across the board who find it difficult to be self-promotional. Uh, I hope you will find a lot of value from this episode and what I'm going to talk about in this episode to help you become more self-promotional as well. I want to give you an overview of this episode. So it's going to be separated into three parts. I'm first going to talk about what holds us back from being self-promotional. Then I'm going to delve into why you should be self-promotional. And then I'm going to talk about the secrets of being self-promotional, basically how to be self-promotional and some techniques that have worked for me and that will hopefully and should work for you as well. So the first part, let's get into it. What holds us back from being self-promotional? When we are looking deeper into the issue of being self-promotional and trying to understand it better, it is helpful to look at the definition. I quite often do this whenever I'm trying to understand a new concept. I go back to the core definition, find out what that definition is, and it helps me to understand that topic a lot better. So I did that with the term self-promotion. And the dictionary presented me a definition, and it says that self-promotion is attempting to present yourself to others as an accomplished, capable, smart, and skilled person. And I thought that was extremely accurate. But the thing is, we as humans, because of the blocks we have set up for ourselves, we have turned that definition of self-promotion into something else. We have added in, it's egotistical. Uh, you're showing off if you're self-promoting. But in the core definition of self-promotion, there is nothing negative about it. We have made it negative as humans, as, as people. We have put all our blocks, all our insecurities, all our fears onto self-promotion. But there is nothing about being egotistical when it comes to self-promotional. There is nothing annoying about uh, being self-promotional, but because we have attached those those uh, issues with self-promotional, the result is we as professionals, we tend to avoid the spotlight. We don't want to be self-promotional. We don't sell ourselves and we hope that other people will do it for us. We hope that our work will speak for itself. But as you would have learned in one of the previous episodes, because I do talk about this quite often, that rarely happens. You need to bring your value. You need to bring your call, your qualities, your skills and the results that you produce to the table. And you need to show and tell other people what they are. I want you to remember that there is nothing egotistical or annoying about being self-promotional. This leads us to the second part of this episode, why you should be self-promotional. So self-promotion is really about uncovering your value. It is about helping others see your value so that they can benefit from it. Okay, so in a way, if you are not self-promotional, you are doing yourself a disservice first, but second, you are doing other people a disservice as well because they don't know your value. They don't know how you can help them. They don't know what you can add to the table if you are not self-promotional. So you're not only hindering your own success and your development as a professional or as a business person, but you are also doing other people a disservice because they are clueless about what value you can bring. 
If you are not self-promotional, others will be and they will get noticed instead of you. Remember that. I've already said it in this podcast episode. You need to be self-promotional to get noticed by clients, to sign new clients, to get that promotion and to get that new job. Now, a lot of people when they are in meetings, for example, or just generally in the office in the corporate world, those people who do talk a lot about their abilities, their value that they add, they are not necessarily better. You know those people I'm talking about, the people who are really loud and overly confident. They are not necessarily better. They are just louder. And that's something that I want you to remember about being self-promotional. And I want to ask you, do you want everything that you have worked for to go to somebody else because you don't feel that it is right to be self-promotional? We're talking here again about what is holding you back from being self-promotional. And if you let those fears, if you let the fear of being egotistical about being boasting or uh, turning other people off, if you let that hold you back from being self-promotional, then other people will get those achievements will get those promotions will get those new clients that you want and that you deserve because you are a technical technically skilled and very competent professional so do you want everything you've worked for to go to somebody else simply because you don't feel it's right to be self-promotional ask yourself that question the next time you're in a situation where you have to talk about what value you bring and what you do and this can be especially a problem for people who whose job, whose role is more behind the scenes, you know, those back desk workers, uh, which is quite often people in IT or very, very technical backgrounds. They're not given many opportunities to shine, okay? So you have to create them. You may also be in a similar position. You may be from a very technical background. You may be used to just sitting in your office doing your work uh, and hoping that your work will speak for itself, but you have to create opportunities for you to shine so other people in your office can notice the value you're bringing, the hard work that you're doing as well. Now, this leads us to the secrets of self-promotion and how to be self-promotional the right way. So we've talked about what holds us back, about being egotistical and annoying. We've talked about why you should be self-promotional because if you are, then other people will be and they'll get noticed instead of you. And now I actually want to share with you some tips and ideas on how you can be self-promotional, but the right way, something that fits in with you. Because remember, being self-promotional is not It is not about being the loudest person in the room. I know you probably work with people in your office or no doubt you've come across people like that in your professional career. It is not about being the loudest person in the room, but it is about clearly communicating the value you bring to the table for your client or for your employer. And it's about the results that you have and you can generate for a company or a client. Now, Uh, I want to share with you three tips about being self-promotional and actually how to be self-promotional. So the first one is to talk about what you're working on, the value, the results that you bring. So I've mentioned this a couple of times already. And if you are a regular listener to this podcast and you listen to episode five, where I talked about five reasons why you should speak up in meetings, then this is a topic that I touched on in that episode as well. So talking about what you're working on, 
the value you bring and the results. Those three things when you are in a meeting is incredibly important. When you are asked in a meeting, when you know meetings are conducted and a lot of the time your boss will say to you or ask everybody in the room, you know, what have you been working on? Can you tell us a bit about what you've been working on for the past week? I want you to actually speak up, take that opportunity and talk about what you have been working on. A lot of people don't leverage that opportunity. They keep quiet. They don't talk about what they've been working on, the results that they've brought the team or the company. So I want you to leverage that opportunity, see that as an opportunity and invite almost for you to be self-promotional. You have been given the permission to be self-promotional by your boss and everyone in that room is actually expecting you to talk about what you have been working on and what you've achieved. They want to hear that. So you need to tell them. That is one way during uh, your work life when you're working for a company that you can leverage that opportunity to be self-promotional. Another way is when you have finished a big project, when you've finished working on a big project or working with a large client for the company and you've achieved a great result for your team, I want you to email your boss and tell them about it. And also make sure you mention it in your next weekly meeting. But definitely email your boss and tell them about it because they may not realize the results that you have brought to that particular project. They may not have been that closely involved with that project. So they don't know what are the results that you brought. You know, And you need to show them, you need to tell them how you have helped the company, how you have helped the team. A lot of people, if they do this, they... they you listening, you might feel that, oh, that's bragging. That's, I, that's very self-promotional. I don't want to write an email to my boss telling him the results that I have generated. But you are not writing an email telling your boss how great you are. Okay, that's not the focus of this email. I want you to shift your focus and focus on the results, the end results for the project, for your team, or for the client that you're working with at that time. So it is definitely not bragging at all. I want you to look at it this way, sharing the results that you have produced on a particular project, it makes your team look good and it also makes your boss look good in the eyes of their boss. Okay, so it gives them something to brag about themselves and it gives them something to use and to leverage to tell their boss how great a job they have done with their team and as a leader. Okay, so it gives them points for their performance. And if you do this, you give them that opportunity, they will love you for it. Now, for consultants, I want to talk about, you know, how consultants can use this with their clients because it's slightly a different situation. So imagine you're in a meeting with a potential client and they are expecting you to talk about what you do. You're basically in a sales meeting. You're telling your potential client about your business, about your services or products and uh, how you help people. They are looking, they are wanting to hear from you how you can help them and they want to know that you are the best person to help them out of all the other people that they're going to have a meeting with. So I don't want you to downplay it in this situation. 
If you're a new consultant, it will feel uncomfortable and you might be tempted to downplay your achievements and downplay the results you have produced for other companies, for other clients as well. But do not downplay it because this is a sales meeting. It's your opportunity to shine in front of that potential client. And remember, if you don't shine as bright as the other people they're going to be meeting with, then they're likely to choose other consultants to work with and you may not get the job simply because you didn't want to be self-promotional. So it's not about bragging, it's not about being brash, but it's about bringing out, communicating the results and the value that you bring. So as a consultant, how do you do this? Well, you tell them how you have helped other clients. What results have you generated for other clients? Bringing other people, basically social proof, that's what we're talking about here. Bringing that into the conversation is a an excellent way for you to highlight the value and the results that you've brought and an excellent way for you to be self-promotional without feeling that you're bragging or that you're showing off in front of that person. Now, if you're unclear about what value or results that you bring, well, you're a consultant, you're running your own business, you need to be clear on this. So I want you to talk to some of your past clients, uh, look at the recommendations that you have received or testimonials you've received from clients and even from other people you have worked with in the industry, may not have been a client, but you may have worked with them in the industry. What are the results that you have brought? What are the things that stood out to them? And bring that into your uh, value statement that you're going to be telling your client in that meeting. And this is going to help you talk about what you've been working on, the results that you brought your client and the value that you have brought your client in a meeting. Okay, so we've covered talking about the what you've been working on, the results and the value you've brought, both for employees working for a larger company and for consultants, people who are starting their own business. Now, the second tip I wanna share with you involves networking events or when you are networking. So I know both consultants and new leaders are very interested in networking and you all wanna get out there, you all wanna meet new people, you wanna expand your network and that is fantastic. Now, when you network, you have to introduce yourself, right? People are expecting you to introduce yourself and a mistake that a lot of people make is they give a very vague description of what they do. So you meet someone at an event and they shake your hand and they ask, so tell me, what do you do? Okay, that's a typical question that happens at networking events. It is your opportunity to be self-promotional at this point. Now, I don't mean you need to go on a long spiel for five minutes about what you do. Keep it short, absolutely. But say something a bit more descriptive than I'm an engineer or I'm a lawyer or I'm in consulting. Okay, that doesn't tell the other person very much about what you do and it doesn't give them enough information so they can continue to ask you questions. So that's the key when you go to a networking event and you introduce yourself. You want to tell the other person enough about what you do but you still want them to ask you questions. So you want to leave a bit of mystery there. And you do that by keeping it short. What you say to the other person, how you introduce yourself has to be descriptive, has to sound exciting, has to sound intriguing. So they continue to ask you questions about what you do. 
So don't use a vague description. And if you have ever said, well, I'm in consulting, I'm an engineer, or I'm a lawyer, or whatever your job description is, I want you to move away from that. And I want you to try to create a one-line reply, a one-line statement about what you do, and focus it on the value that you bring your clients. So again, we're coming back to the value here. Remember, self being self-promotional is not about bragging. It's not about talking about how great you are. It's about the value and the results that you bring. So if you are a lawyer, an example you could use is, I help people who are going through a divorce to come to a mutual agreement so they can part amicably and with less stress. All right, so that is very short, but it is a lot more descriptive than saying, I'm a lawyer, or even I'm a family lawyer or I'm a divorce lawyer, okay? So it's a lot more descriptive than that, but it still leaves a bit of intrigue for and space for the other person to ask you, oh, well, that's interesting. Tell me more about that, or how did you get into that line of work? Here's an example for consulting. If you are in the consulting industry, you could answer, I help mid-sized businesses increase their efficiency by incorporating technology into their work processes. So that again is more descriptive than I'm in consulting. And it gives the other person enough information so that they can target that information and ask you more questions about what you do and the value that you bring. So it's something that I say when I meet people for the first time is I help emerging leaders build visibility and influence so they can get promotions and new clients. Okay, so that's basically what I do. I do, I work with emerging leaders, but it's more interesting than me just saying I'm a leadership coach. Okay, that's too short and it could cover so many different areas of leadership. So this is the, the value statement that I use when I'm in networking, when I go to networking events. And it follows a special structure that I want to share with you in this podcast episode. Now, of course, this is just audio, so it may be a little difficult for you to remember. I will write it in the show notes. So head over to my website, Executive Repressions, and I will have a, an article on my blog for this episode. And in that article, I will share the structure with you. But briefly, what this structure is, is I help and then you describe who you help. So they can and then you describe the result that you bring to that person. So I help, describe who, so they can, then the result. Okay, so it's a very simple structure. You may be able to remember it just from this audio, but if you can't, then head over to my website, executive-impressions.com slash blog, and you'll find the blog post for this episode uh, or contact me on LinkedIn and I will send you directly the link. So this structure is very, very simple. Now, networking is a fantastic opportunity and chance for you to be self-promotional. And the thing is, people expect it. People expect to for you to talk about what you do, what results you bring, and how you have helped other people. So use this opportunity, leverage this opportunity. Don't shy away from it. And the last tip that I want to share with you is about LinkedIn and using LinkedIn to position yourself as an industry expert. Now, if you have been listening to this podcast uh, since the beginning for the whole 10 or now 11 episodes, then you will know that I absolutely love LinkedIn. I post a lot of content on LinkedIn. 
Now, it's a very powerful tool for consultants and also for new leaders. So both people starting their business or people working for a company. So you have to have your LinkedIn profile optimized. And I talked about that in episode eight of the leadership pod. So if you are interested in learning how to optimize your profile and also how to write your about section, then head back to episode eight and take a listen to that episode. Now, what I really want to focus on here is posting high quality content and consistent content. Now, the reason you need to post high quality content is when you think about it, there are about 600 million users on LinkedIn. I think there's actually more than that, you know, more than 600 million, but it's an incredible amount of people. So your posts have to stand out on LinkedIn. They will not stand out if they're low quality, if they're written badly, if they're full of grammar mistakes. And that's certainly not going to make you look like a competent professional. So your posts definitely need to be high quality. They also need to be posted or published on LinkedIn consistently. Now, what consistency does here on LinkedIn is it helps the algorithm understand when you're actually going to be posting. So it does help to contribute to your post being seen by and shared on LinkedIn a bit more. But more so, the people in your community, your connections on LinkedIn, when they see you posting consistently on LinkedIn, say every Monday, every Wednesday, or every Friday, whatever day you choose, they will start to uh, expect your posts. They'll start to get used to seeing your posts in their feed, and over time, they will start to look out for them. And that will help you develop a lot more trust with those people who could be potential clients or who could be a potential boss or hirer uh, for you in the future. So consistency is incredibly important. Now, a lot of people don't share any posts on LinkedIn, and this is a a a huge problem for a lot of professionals, more so for people who are employed in a company, but also for some people who run their own business, some people who are more on the consulting side. They don't share any posts. And I'm talking when I connect with people, I always look through their activity. So what are the posts that they themselves have put out there and published on LinkedIn? And you'd be surprised how many people have nothing there for their posts. Posting is incredibly important. If you don't post anything on LinkedIn, people will not know what value you can bring them. It's common sense that if you want to be self-promotional, if you want people to know about what you do, what value you bring, what results you can generate, you need to post about it. So a lot of people, especially if they're working for a company, are looked down by fear that they're going to be looked down by their colleagues as being self-promotional, or they fear that they're going to be looked down on as somebody who isn't busy. And as a result, they don't post content on LinkedIn. But I can tell you this is definitely not what people think. If you don't post content on LinkedIn, you're basically invisible, okay? And I don't want you to be invisible. I want you to grow your visibility. I want you to be out there. I want you to be seen. And I want you to show and tell and communicate other people the results that you can bring them. Now, LinkedIn video is a fantastic way for you to talk to people and and form a stronger connection with your community when it comes to talking about your results and more about what you do and getting helping people to understand a bit more about you what you do exactly because people's jobs can be quite complicated so video is a fantastic way for you to do that it really helps to fast track 
the know, like, and trust factor with potential clients. So the know, like, and trust is a very important concept that I talk about in one of my video courses, Business Etiquette 101. It's actually my bestseller Udemy course, and I have over 4,000 students in that course. The know, like, and trust factor, how I go into that in that course is one of the favorite parts that my students love when they do that course. And video I'm just telling you now because you're listening to this podcast episode, but video is a way that you can really fast track that process with potential clients and with people who may hire you in the future. Now, I have done a YouTube video. So I told you before about my YouTube channel. There is a video on that channel that talks about posting videos on LinkedIn. So I go into that in a bit more uh, detail. I will link to that video in the show notes for this episode and uh, check it out because I think you might get some, a lot of tips and encouragement about posting videos on LinkedIn. I know it's really worked for me. I've been doing it since the start of 2020. It has dramatically changed my engagement on LinkedIn uh, and is really positioning me as an expert in leadership for emerging leaders. So definitely try out the video idea. Now, LinkedIn voice messaging is another thing that will absolutely help you connect better with other people and it can help you be self-promotional but in a more personal way. So send a voice message to people when you connect with them. I usually do. I say thanks for connecting to tell you a little bit more about what I do. Here's some information. I often send people to my podcast or our YouTube channel. Okay. So you using the voice messaging on LinkedIn is a fantastic way to form a stronger bond with your new connections to be self-promotional, but in a personal way. So definitely try out that trick as well. And if you would like to connect with me on LinkedIn and you're not already connected with me on LinkedIn, then please find my profile by searching for Kara Ronan on LinkedIn. Tell me that you listen to this podcast episode so I know where you're coming from and uh, send me a connection request. I'd be very happy to connect with you. I share video posts regularly on LinkedIn almost every day. Uh, and then also episodes, of, I share the episodes for this podcast as well. Okay. So we have covered a lot in today's episode. We've actually run for just over 30 minutes. So I've I think this has probably been the longest episode I've ever recorded. Anyway, I hope that this episode has given you some great tips on how to be self-promotional and hope you're feeling better about being self-promotional because remember, it's not about bragging. It's about highlighting the value and the results that you bring to the company, to your team and to your clients as well. It's not about showing off and there's nothing negative about being self-promotional. So make sure you check out the show notes for all of the links to the videos, articles, and the video course on Udemy that I mentioned in this episode. Now, next week is episode 12. We will be talking about how to land new clients at networking events when you're a consultant or a new leader. So I'm, I'm continuing on from today's episode. I guess the next week's episode is kind of linked to this week's episode. So definitely subscribe to check out that episode when I publish it next week. And if if you like this episode, then please leave a review on the Apple podcast platform. I've actually been saying iTunes platform, but I think the technical term is Apple podcast and they don't actually like you saying iTunes anymore. So please leave a review on the Apple podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues and friends on social media, because remember it can help them too. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you again very soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave a review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.